Welcome back to Love Letters and Mixtapes. I am so glad you're here. This podcast explores all the things that our younger selves needed to hear, whether that was 30 years ago, 3 years ago, or yesterday. After listening to this episode, please make sure to subscribe on your favorite listening platform. You can rate it and review it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Audible. And if you enjoyed this episode, please consider sponsoring this podcast with a monthly donation by clicking the link in my Instagram bio at Love Letters and Mixtapes or scrolling down to the notes section of this episode. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This week, I wanted to speak about something that has been very relevant in my own life lately, so I thought so many of you could probably relate to it as well, and that is perfectionism versus presence. So if you are a regular listener of this podcast, you know that I usually launch episodes every Sunday and Monday morning, and during the last few weeks, I was unable to do so. And let me tell you (laughs) the amount of intense guilt and shame and beating myself up that went on over that, despite the fact that it was an adjustment I had to make to meet my life on life's terms. I simply was unable to record. I was unable to edit. I was unable to do all of the things that I needed to do to put out episodes the way I like them to be. And I struggled with it so much because like so many people who listen to this podcast, I struggle with perfectionism and we can get into the origins of it or why it pops up into our lives and all of those other things. But let's just talk about what it sounds like in our heads because perfectionism, like many other isms, speaks to us in our own voice and it can sound so convincing. So when I began this podcast, which was just this joyful thing I wanted to share and create with the world, I immediately started weaving in these perfectionist ideals. I'll put out an episode every week. The episode will be this long every week. I'm going to have this many people listen. I'm going to promote it on all of these platforms. I started just layering it with all of these things that I could quantify and qualify myself with instead of just allowing it to be something that I really enjoyed. So when life really started changing over the last few weeks, and maybe I'll talk about that in future episodes, I had absolutely no grace for myself. And I just wanted to beat myself up 
over the fact that I couldn't produce the same amount of episodes that I always did when life was a little easier. And that in and of itself is the lesson. Right there is the work. The lesson is not how could I have morphed myself and twisted myself and pushed myself to meet these really difficult standards that I always set for myself. I actually think the lesson was how can I have patience, compassion, grace, and understanding for myself when life gets a little stressful? And of course, I did not want to share that with anyone. I didn't want to talk about it on the podcast. I just wanted to keep talking about some of the topics I'd been rolling with. But the reality is that this is about authentically connecting with what is going on in our lives and being able to sit with discomfort. If you listen to this podcast, you know that that's pretty much what all of these episodes are about. It's about having more compassion and understanding for ourselves as we're on this human journey. So is it relatable to constantly talk about our highest ideals and just perfectly executing things all the times? Is that relatable? It's not relatable to me at all. And I didn't want to share that side with you. So I thought, let me just pause in the middle of some life chaos and make an episode about what is actually going on. Talking about having compassion for ourselves in those moments of imperfection. And if you're a human being existing in this human world, in a human body with a human mind, I promise you that you're going to have more moments of imperfection than perfection. So we should probably develop some tools for dealing with that and dealing with ourselves and maybe holding ourselves through that. Finding ourselves acceptable, lovable, and worthy through that. Earlier this week, I read a quote by John Green, and it really spoke to this topic. He said, I don't know any perfect people, just really, really flawed people who are still worth loving. And I'm going to invite you to pause for a moment, maybe even pause this podcast for a moment and think about three times in your life when you found yourself deep in those moments of imperfection and you had zero love, patience, compassion, or tolerance for yourself. And maybe use those moments of imperfection to virtue test and define your worth in this world. Really think about that and think about what story you began to tell yourself about yourself in those moments of imperfection. Then maybe take another step back and think about what lessons you learned or what skills you developed as a result of your imperfection. What did your imperfection reveal to you? And in what way was it necessary, a necessary part of your journey? This topic reminds me of something you hear a lot in 12-step groups, and that is progress, not perfection. And there's also another line that I particularly love, we are not saints. And why these lines are so important is because specifically in those programs, those are programs for people in transition, people who are committed to growing and committed to the discomfort of presence in growth. 
And I think it's really funny that they do mention that. It's almost as if they knew the audience they were talking to. Because how quickly are we willing to turn on ourselves, almost in a way that we wouldn't turn on another person during those periods of growth? So for me personally, I'm currently in this really interesting chapter of transition. And I have no mercy or understanding for myself. I have no understanding why I can be going through so many things and still can't function as if nothing is happening. And so part of my journey is untying the knots of that story and allowing myself to write a new one. I shared something on Instagram a few weeks ago at sort of the beginning of this personal transition, and I wrote, Do you want to be perfect or do you want to be present? Perfectionism is isolating, rigid, limiting, and self-sabotaging. Presence is revealing, clarifying, grounding, and expansive. But perfectionism is also helpful for bringing order to chaos and stability to uncertainty. Presence is also challenging unless supported with boundaries and awareness. And I think that this is also a pretty important discussion about all of these things because so easily we can weaponize something that's very human like perfectionism and say, that's terrible, but presence is amazing. But it's really important to look at things from all sides and say, well, how is perfectionism helpful? At what time in my life did that keep me on the straight and narrow? In what way did it help me? In what way did it move me forward? And then at what point did it tip the scales and become something that I used to harm myself, to judge myself, to punish myself? And then the same goes for presence. Presence sounds like an amazing thing, right? But in what way is presence sometimes an excuse to have no boundaries? to have almost too much empathy where I cannot have some kind of clear understanding between the difference between myself and another person or myself and an experience or myself and a feeling. Presence can really bring us into the moment, really allow us to connect with others, but it can also be something that we use to harm ourselves to not really implement those boundaries and to take the space that we need to process things. If we're always in the moment, where do we get to break things down and decompress? I encourage you to maybe as you're listening to this episode, think about how both of these things are showing up in your life today and what can you do to work with them instead of weaponize them? And how would that look in your life? What would that ask you to change? How would that ask you to shift or grow or sit with the discomfort? So let's take a minute to explore how perfectionism shows up in our lives because we can hear that word and automatically think, no, that's not me. That never happens to me. I'm not like that at all, which I think many of us do whenever we hear a word that we wouldn't normally use to describe ourselves. But sometimes when we break it down and unpack it a little, we see how we actually are engaging in that and how it's showing up in our lives. So for perfectionism, the first thing I think of is negative self-talk. We can be so tough on ourselves. We can talk to ourselves in a way that we wouldn't even talk to an enemy. 
And that can be the voice of perfectionism. And like I mentioned before, that voice talks to us in our own voice and it's incredibly believable. And so when I'm talking to myself and blaming myself for failing, for not being perfect, for not being the best, it sounds so completely convincing. And it's really hard to talk myself out of that. Another thing that shows up in our lives when we're thinking about perfectionism is avoidance. This one's tricky because it uses a lot of excuses, right? It has a lot of examples. It will tell us that if something is not absolutely perfect, if it's not just right, if it's not up to this certain standard, then there's no point in doing it at all. There's no point in sharing it. There's no point in showing anyone. So we can also build up this pressure and stress within ourselves as we create this story of avoidance and we hold ourselves back and we also create self-sabotage in some way because we'll tell ourselves, well, if I can't do it this way, I shouldn't do it at all. And then we are actually acting out the story of failure that we're telling ourselves. Preoccupation with detail is another thing that comes up with perfectionism. So this is something that looks like focusing on all the little minutiae and using that almost as a block to execution. So I can tell myself a story that if absolutely every single aspect of something isn't perfect, then there's no point in doing it at all. Then is that realistic? Just think about anything in your life that's worth anything. There are probably so many details that were out of control, that didn't go as planned, that just got overlooked, and it still comes together in the end anyway. So why do we believe this story that every detail has to be precise or it's not worth doing? I also think perfectionism shows up in our relationships, and that can be all of our relationships, not just our intimate partnerships, but think about your relationships with your friends, your coworkers, your family, and of course your partners. When someone else is listening to us or watching us talk to ourselves in this perfectionist voice, it almost makes them uncomfortable because they're hearing and seeing the level that we hold ourselves to. And that almost creates that discomfort in them of like, oh, I, if I mess up in front of this person, they're going to either attack me or judge me. But we can also prevent ourselves from showing up in relationships as our true selves because we don't want to be seen. We don't want to be seen as imperfect. We don't want to be seen as flawed. We don't want to be seen as human. We don't want to be seen as someone who doesn't know, who doesn't have all the answers. And I think a lot of people have that fear, that fear of being seen and known. And we talked about that in previous episodes where I explored imposter syndrome. And that's very much tied to this topic of perfectionism. I don't want you to see that I'm human. And if I exhibit any of these characteristics, I'm deciding for you that you won't find me attractive. You won't find me trustworthy. You won't want me to be a part of whatever you're a part of because you're going to see that I'm a failure and deep down I've been hiding it. It can destroy relationships. It can destroy the relationship we have with ourselves, the internal relationship, but it can also destroy the relationships we have with other people, that external relationship. 
And, you know, we can sit here just listening to a podcast, doing whatever we're doing and say, no, it makes perfect sense. Like I absolutely understand in all of these scenarios, whether it's at work, family, friendships, relationships, people mess up. That's part of the journey. But when we're in it and we're holding ourselves to a certain level and we are laser focused on what other people are doing, that can be really challenging. So we also have to undo the knots of that story of showing up and holding people in their imperfection and almost demonstrating for them how they can receive us in that way as well. Perfectionism really encourages that all or nothing black and white thinking that happens and it can almost feel uh, almost childlike in a way where we're not taking in the nuance and the perspective of the adults that we are. And so think about what that voice sounds like in your head, that all or nothing thinking and how that is so limiting how that can cut you off from a variety of experiences. If I don't get exactly what I want the way I want it, then I don't want anything. And think about all the times in your life when that type of thinking would have prevented necessary, beautiful, incredible, memorable experiences. So we're seeing how perfectionism can show up in those more emotional spaces in our lives and really do some damage. And that leads me to the next one, perfectionism preventing us from experiencing new things. What does that sound like? That sounds like if I don't know how to do something well, I don't want to do it at all. If I can't be the best, I don't want to try it. And then that segues into the next topic, and that is perfectionism creating this limitation in our lives and preventing us from engaging in new experiences. And new experiences are essential to our growth. Think about all the growth that happened in your life in moments of discomfort. And what would you have missed out on if you didn't allow yourself to just be confused for a minute, to be uncertain, to try something new? The voice in our head can say, well, if I don't already know how to do this, I shouldn't even try it. If I don't know how I'm going to feel about it or if I'm going to love it, I'm not even going to think about it. And it really can hold us back. It can hold us back in relationships. It can hold us back in our experience of the world. And it can make everything really small and limited. And the last thing that comes up for me with perfectionism is what happens inside of us when we are in those moments when we cannot exert control and we cannot execute something perfectly, when we have to be seen in our imperfection by another person, what do we do to ourselves? What do we say to ourselves? How do we act out? How do we try to numb ourselves or distract ourselves? And is there some kind of alignment that we can introduce into the body, mind, and spirit? And part of that is breaking it down. You know, what can I do to make myself feel better about this physically? What can I do to make myself feel better about this mentally? Like what story can I tell myself? And what can I do to nurture myself emotionally in these moments when I just want to beat myself up because something didn't go perfectly? I think perfectionism has a lot to do with our experience with trust and abandonment. And you may not hear that and automatically make the connection, but as with everything I say, you know, 
that's not a broad stroke. Maybe that doesn't apply to you, but if you think it might, I would really encourage you to sit with that and think about how perfectionism is almost your protection from being abandoned, from being rejected, and how perfectionism is almost a mirror of your feelings of trust with the world. If I don't trust that my partner will find me attractive or want to be with me or see themselves with someone who's just a human being, I can use that perfectionism to cut myself off from relationships. It can show up at work or in my creative endeavors where I think if I can't fix everything, if I can't be the best at everything, if I can't be the number one, then I'll just do nothing. It can show up in our internal worlds where we're thinking, if I don't immediately have the solution to the problem, then there absolutely is no solution. And think about the chaos that that can weave into your internal world. Thinking that you have to be the be-all, end-all, final answer, and if you don't have the answer, there is no answer. That can be pretty upsetting, pretty chaotic. I also think when it comes to relationships, we can believe that if we can't play the role, the role of the hero, then we can't show up in any way. It's shameful to show up. If I can't fix everything, if I can't be the provider, if I can't be the best, then I shouldn't show up at all. I know that I also struggle with that sometimes, and it's a very human response. It can be very attached to our abandonment issues because we're basically saying, I have to earn my space in relationships. I have to earn my space in the world. And that's pretty unique because I understand in work environments, yes, you sort of, there's an exchange, you have to. But when we're talking about really loving and safe relationships, are we always putting in that extreme labor, that measurable labor, and constantly trying to carve out our space in the world? Does that feel safe? Does that feel loving? Does that feel sustainable? I think it's also really important to talk about the difference between perfectionism and presence when we're talking about life lessons, because how often do we cut ourselves off from something that would really probably help us grow because we don't like the way it came to us or the package it came in? And by that, I mean, what happens when the message comes to us through an imperfect messenger? Do we stop listening? Do we invalidate the message? Do our imperfections reduce our own messages? And how often do we confuse virtue with worth? And is it possible that our flaws, these things that we find so distasteful, could actually be essential to the message? I mean, what makes us the best judge of someone else's suitability for being a messenger? And how often have our distorted perceptions prevented us from receiving information that would benefit us? I think about the times that I have been most useful to other people in my life. And I have to tell you, I wanted to be when I was the best or I accomplished something or I got the degree or I got the job. But I can tell you time and time and time again that is not when I was useful or helpful to other people. That is not when they listened to my message. 
over and over and over again in my own life, I have been in situations where I had to drop into my humility, drop into that presence and shed that cloak of perfectionism and offer up the one thing that I wanted to hide about myself to another person. And that was the key. That was the thing that engaged them. That was the thing that made them feel safe, that allowed them to trust me. You know, I share about that a lot on this podcast because we don't develop trust with other people by looking them in the eye, like shaking their hand firmly and saying, you can trust me. No, we develop trust with other people when we share parts of ourselves that we would normally hide behind our back. Do we have to give everything away to everyone all the time? No. But I also think it's okay to step away from that perfectionism that prevents us from real connection with ourselves and others and drop into the honesty of who we are and share that with people and trust that it's enough. I mean, the story I've been telling myself over the last few weeks is that I have nothing to share and I, you know, my life is in chaos and a whirlwind right now and oh my God, I'm such a failure because I didn't record my episodes, even though I've been busy for about 20 hours a day for the last six weeks. <laughs> so, you know, who did that help? Me beating myself up. Did it help this community? Did it help me? Did it do anything to move us forward? No. All it did was cut me off. But, you know, earlier today, I thought I'm just going to sit with this imperfection and share that because I actually think that might be what someone else needs to hear. So I encourage you to trust me this week, drop into your imperfection, drop into your authenticity, and maybe just share that with someone. I actually feel like that might be exactly what someone needs to hear. And I'm going to do my own work with self-love, trust, forgiveness, and releasing of my abandonment wounds and my imposter syndrome because I don't have the time to go back and re-record any parts of this episode. I'm just going to trust that everything I've shared is going to land when and where it lands, and that's more than enough. So until next week, make sure to hit the follow button on your favorite podcast listening platform. Before you close out of this episode, maybe take a moment to rate it or review it on whatever platform you're listening on. And if you enjoyed this episode, please consider making a monthly donation to support this podcast by clicking the link in my Instagram bio or scrolling down to the notes section of this episode.